0: General Electric is one of the top-performing stocks this year under new CEO Larry Culp. GE is one of the best-performing stocks in the last three years. The company's had big change in the last decade. They sold off most of GE capital. They got into and then got out of oil and gas services. They also acquired the French conglomerate Alstom. And recently, they spun off GE Healthcare. Coming back from the brink from almost going bust during the global financial crisis, has GE fully completed its turnaround? And if so, what do its financials say? Right now, GE trades for $111.04 per share. Even though they're a recent top performer, in the last decade, their stock price is down 41%. GE's still down plenty from where it was at before the global financial crisis. They're down 61% during this time. GE trades $6 below their 52-week high. The company's up nearly double from their 52-week low. Just over 1% of their shares are sold short. GE is still a huge business. They have a $123 billion market cap, even though they're down nearly two-thirds from their all-time highs. GE is an American icon. They're one of the most recognizable businesses in the world. But what do they really do? GE was formed through the combination of two companies in 1892 by J.P. Morgan himself, including one company with historical ties to American inventor Thomas Edison. Today, GE is a global leader in air travel and in the energy transition. The company is known for its differentiated technology and its massive industrial installed base of equipment sprawled throughout the world. That installed base most notably includes aerospace engines, gas and steam turbines, and onshore and offshore wind turbines. GE earns most of its profits on the service revenue of that equipment, which is generally high margin. The company is led by former Danaher CEO Larry Culp, who is leading a multi-year turnaround of the storied conglomerate based on lean principles. Now let's dig into GE's financials and see if this turnaround is working. Metric number one, we want GE's average return on capital to be above 14%. A typical business earns 7% returns on capital, so we're looking for double the average. GE's returns have been below average but improving. Since 2020, when they had negative returns, GE's increased the returns in each of these last two years, including earning just under 7% in 2022. When these are averaged out, GE earns 3.5% returns on capital in a given year. That's less than half a typical business, meaning this is an X on metric number 1, but it's a good sign to see that these are improving. Metric number 2, we're looking for 5-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth these all need to be up for this metric to be a check. Keep in mind, this includes a lot of divestiture activity for GE over this time. In the last five years, including up until today, GE's revenues are down 16%. The company's net incomes have grown. They're positive today. They were negative in three of these last five years, including in 2018 when they took $22 billion in impairment of goodwill. That was from a few big acquisitions, mainly their oil services business, in that year, they also had write-downs in their pension liabilities, they had issues with the accounting in their power business, and they wrote down the value of their all acquisition. GE also had negative free cash flows in 2018. Those have been positive in these other four years, and they're positive today. Because GE's revenues are down here, this is an X on metric number two. Uh, metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth. We learned their earnings have been pretty sporadic throughout this time. They're positive today, which means they've grown. At the same time, GE's only issued 1% additional shares outstanding. Historically, the company spent a lot on share buybacks. Unfortunately, in the company's history, a lot of these buybacks were done for very high prices, especially before the global financial crisis. That's destroyed a lot of value for longtime shareholders, including longtime retail investors, GE employees, and pensioners. It seems like things have gotten better today in this last five-year period, especially under GE's two most recent CEOs. With their earnings up here, this is a check on metric number three, our first of the day. Metric number four, we want to see free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. This is almost the exact same story with their free cash flows positive today and negative in 2018. This is a check here on metric number four. We're split evenly through four metrics. We have two checks and two exits. In times of financial crisis, it's businesses with a lot of debt that can be at the biggest risk of failing. This almost happened to GE in the global financial crisis. They relied very heavily on the U.S. government to help them offer commercial paper. This was done through their GE capital segment, which when we look at GE's financials, we get to see them unwinding over this time. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. GE had nearly $90 billion in net debt in 2018. That's a sky-high amount. That they've reduced by a lot over this time they sold off major portions of ge capital they've also divested a number of businesses including oil services ge ended last year with 13 billion dollars in net debt after bringing down this debt by a ton they've continued this today right now ge has 2.3 billion dollars of net debt in these last five years they produced 13 and dollars of free cash flow meaning ge is able to support today's debt position This is a big check on metric number 5. The company seems to be in a much stronger financial position than they were just a handful of years ago. They've refocused around their core industrial businesses. We're looking at GE's dividends as a bonus metric. Right now, GE pays a very small 0.28% dividend yield. The company's since done a reverse merger, but back in 2019, they dropped their dividend to just 1 cent per share. Since then, with a reverse merger, based on their current share price, it looks like they've been paying out $0.32 a share in all of the last four years. This is the case today, as they have not grown their dividends since then. GE was once a blue-chip company known for its predictability and reliable and consistent dividend payouts, though their dividends weren't supported for a few years prior to this time frame. Since 2019, their very small dividends have been supported, While not much to write home about, it's good that this is the case. Because they're supported today, this is a check on our bonus. The big metric of them all, metric number 6, we want GE's average 5-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for GE. Right now, GE has a $126 billion enterprise value, This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at GE similar to it being a private company. In the last 5 years, we learned GE produced $13.5 billion of free cash flow in total. This means they produce about $2.7 billion of free cash flow in a given year. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get around a 2.2% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for GE. On a current basis, they produced $4.5 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their $128 billion enterprise value, it gives a 3.75% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. That's just below the yield of the 10-year treasury, yet it's still down from the risk premium we're looking for. This is an X on metric number 6. Don't just throw GE out, we still need to estimate their fair value per share. We're using a discounted cash flow analysis to estimate GE's fair value. Because of their big corporate activity, including M&A, divesting businesses, and spinoffs, GE has not been predictable for nearly the last two decades. They've been more or less in a consistent deal-making phase. Things may settle down and stabilize under Larry Culp, but this impacts our assumptions here we're using GE's current free cash flows and taking historical growth assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for GE. Assuming they grow their current free cash flows at 2% annually for the next decade, then in the following 10 years, assuming that these are flat, we're adding in GE's tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, From today's valuation multiples, if these are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of GE's fair value per share is around $40. It's relatively in line with how they performed in recent years. It's significantly better from where they were at in the last couple of decades. This analysis isn't financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. We'll talk about our rating for GE in just a moment. First, why don't we cover the qualitative factors that are often overlooked for this business? Number one, GE's installed base boasts the youngest fleet, with nearly 50% of its CFM fleet yet to make its first shop visit. This bodes well for its high margin aftermarket business. Number two, GE's led by the premier US multi industry CEO, Larry Culp, has assembled a team of leaders who are steadily changing GE's culture to one embracing lean principles. Number three, the incremental profits GE can make from its operating leverage when commercial aerospace fully recovers and the windfall it receives from the Inflation Reduction Act may be vastly underestimated. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover their negatives as well, looking at the factors supporting a short thesis. Number one, the amount of contingent liabilities GE will have to contend with may be significantly underestimated. The companies also face shareholder lawsuits related to inadequate disclosures of its long-term care liabilities and the way they've estimated their pension fund liabilities. Number two, while GE will generate orders from the energy transition, it has consistently made negative earnings from both power and renewables, and new equipment orders may only pressure and dilute margins further. Number three, GE's turnaround has a lot of unknowns, including when renewables will finally reach profitability and when the Inflation Reduction Act will move toward full implementation. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of GE's qualitative factors. Now let's talk about our rating. In analyzing General Electric stock ticker GE, we learned they're one of the best performing businesses on the stock market in the last three years. They've more than doubled in this time. They perform modestly in our analysis. It looks like the company is still in turnaround phase as they're just starting to earn around average returns on capital but they've done a lot to significantly de-lever themselves and put them in a more stable and secure financial footing. Right now, GE's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. Again, this isn't financial advice. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, if you want a 15% rate of return using those assumptions and at today's valuation multiples, An estimate of GE's fair value is around $40 per share. GE last traded closest to those levels in May of 2020. And because of their business activity, we have low predictability for General Electric. That estimate's rougher than it would be for other businesses. If you're interested in learning more about GE, I highly recommend the book Lights Out. It's a very well-written book that does a great job of outlining some of the characters involved in GE's fall over the past two decades and some of the weakness that was in place at GE around the turn of the century. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, GE looks like a modest candidate for further research. Thanks so much for watching. Subscribe to the channel and watch this next video.